Steeler Nation, we are back for another great show. We have a very special guest. I hope the Pittsburgh Steelers are rested after that bye week. How about you, Mike? You rested? I'm rested. I hope that the Pittsburgh Steelers are rested as well because it's a big game this Sunday. I'm not overly confident right now, but I know you want to talk a little bit about those yeah. who might be confident on one side because you're probably willing to place a bet if that's the case, right? Yeah, the NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet just $5 on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweeter offer every game day this October and for the rest of the football season. So make sure you get them parlays in. You know, it's five bucks. You know, it's I think it's a win-win. But make sure you use our code six sports. It's right there. And uh, Mike, you can take it from here. Yeah, that's it. Five bucks only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download it. It's official sports party partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. And I briefly want to mention... A great partner as well, shopyins.com. These guys deserve a lot of love. Hooking me up with hats so you don't have to see my receding hairline today. We have everything, shirts, sweaters for the winter as well. Koozies, mugs, really, really cool stuff. Taylor's doing a great job over there. So check them out and make sure place an order with them. 15% off your entire purchase. It's shopyins.com. All right, Jordan, yeah. you said it. We got a great episode once again. Recur- a recurring guest. A recurring guest. It's always nice to have one. Part of the sick family. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Steelers Crazy. Aaron Smith, Shields, Flacco, Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that thanks to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. It's none other than our man, Jay Bay, Jarrett Bailey. This guy's NFL writer, USA Today, deputy editor for Behind the Steel Carton, and they just brought on an absolutely terrible writer, made a bad decision uh, in doing that, Jarrett, but happy to, to have you, man. I'm happy to have you on board. You know, it's a nice building. It's the first time I've ever had to like recruit people for like a staff. So it's been kind of uh, interesting. And uh, when uh, Kay was like, hey, we, we need a few more people. You were one of the ones that came to mind. And I'm happy that you're on board. And um, he only did it because he gets commission off of you. <laughs> you're uh, you've been a fine add to to the team of buying the steel curtain, Mike. But uh, happy to be here, boys. It's always good to be chopping it up with y'all. Scraping the bottom of the barrel to to grab me. I see what you're doing there. No, much appreciated. You guys check out Behind the Steel Curtain. Great work over there by Jared and many others. All right, let's get into Steelers versus Rams, man. Uh, Obviously, they're all big games. Uh, But coming off a bye week, Mike Tomlin usually pretty successful. I don't think this is an easy task whatsoever. What scares you the most from a Steelers perspective this Sunday? Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Um, the Steelers have not been good secondary-wise so far this year. You look at each game, minus Baltimore, just because um, no one really had like a huge performance for the Ravens. But even then, like eight drop passes, you know, that's that definitely plays into the hands of, okay, that was more on Baltimore not executing than it was Pittsburgh playing well. 
Uh, week one, you had Brandon Ayuk go off. Week two, Devontae Adams played really well. Um, week three, like Amari Cooper didn't have like as big of a statistical showing as those others did, but he was constantly open and he torched Levi Wallace downfield a few times. Um, and then Nico Collins uh, against Houston. Um, so they've been very keen on allowing big receiving days um, to, you know, big name receivers for the most part. And now you've got two that are really good. Cooper Cup coming back from the injury and has already shown that he hasn't missed a step. And then Puka Nakua, the rookie out of BYU, who's just on a historic pace right now. Steelers have had trouble stopping like one big name receiver each week. I don't know what they're going to do with two. Hopefully we see a little bit more of Joey Porter Jr. That's kind of been teased by Terrell Austin a little bit. Um, So hopefully we get to see more of him. We'll see how much of Darius Rush we see after uh, he was picked up off the Chiefs practice squad and um, they waved Desmond King to bring him on. Um, but the secondary needs to step up, and that's the biggest thing that concerns me, especially because the Rams are going to be like a 95% passing team this week considering that they're dealing with a lot of injuries at the running back position. So Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, and Matthew Stafford, who hasn't been consistently like himself this year, but he's looked fine, and when he's looked good, he's looked really good. So... If there's any secondary that's going to make those two look really good, it's it's the Steelers, and that's that's kind of been their biggest weakest link on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, you mentioned it, Kyron Williams and Ronnie Rivers. I think both will be out for the Rams. Zach Evans will uh, start the rookie from Ole Miss, so uh, excited to see what he can do. And obviously, Steelers run defense with an opportunity uh, to to have better day than they have had. Uh, let's switch to the offensive side of the ball. You know the biggest story in town this week, in town this week, has been left tackle position, uh, Jarrett. Steelers have had some talks about going back to Dan Moore Jr., who didn't play, of course, in their last contest against the Ravens because he was banged up. Broderick Jones steps in, performs admirably. What do you make of the situation? I still don't think we know who's starting just yet, do we? No, and uh, Roderick Jones, was, they, they even asked him about it yesterday, and he's like, yeah, we don't know yet. And I don't know, man, this is just, I was talking to a few people in our industry, and one of them texted me, and he's like, what is what is Mike Tomlin doing? And I just like, your guess is as good as mine, man. Like, And the thing that he said was, uh, I really hope he doesn't turn into one of these crusty old dudes who just gets in his own way and just doesn't listen to reason. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, man? I think that that might be a little bit of the issue here is that the stubbornness. And I don't know where that's coming from because it's not just the left tackle position that we've seen it. I mean, we touched on Joey Porter Jr. and everybody wants to see him see the field more. I haven't really seen a ton of that. So I don't know what his bullishness on not playing these rookies and sticking with with vets that have proven that they don't need the playing time and haven't earned the playing time why he keeps coming back to the well with that. Um, but it is frustrating. Hopefully the right decision is made and Broderick Jones is named the starter. Um, but plenty of you know news coming out of camp or practice this week is that Dan Moore was taking the first team reps for whatever reason. Um, so we'll see. Um, I'm not overly confident in the fact that, that Tom will do the smart thing and start Broderick Jones, who allowed one pressure in his first career start against a good Baltimore defense. It seems, you know, you have, they use a first round pick on Broderick. They move up to get Broderick Jones. They trade up to 14 to get him. And we've seen him start one game, play well in that start. And yet there's still talks about going back to Dan Moore, the left tackle, who hasn't played well this season. 
this seemed like the perfect opportunity, especially in the bye week, to especially make that transition after yeah. he played well. I, this is malpractice at this point, not going to these young guys. Yeah, I mean, I fully agree. We talked about it on uh, Tuesday, Jordan, how it just didn't make much sense to us either. Uh, a guy, of course, that, uh, you know, you didn't want to throw in the fire. I get it against both sides. I just Garrett don't know what the weight's games. for. But, yeah, it, it, at this point, it's overcome. It's not like it's not like the quarterback position where yeah. you don't want to show your hand and have the other team, you know, kind of on pins and needles going into the game. You know, how, how do you scheme for Trubisky versus Pickett, whatever, hypothetically? It's left tackle. You know, you're, who the hell are you hiding this from? Um, all right, speaking of getting healthier, Dan Moore getting healthier, but also Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth, among some other others. Uh, how big of a boost is that, JB? I think it's going to be a big one. Obviously, Deontay Johnson being out there is huge. Him being able to yeah. gain natural separation um, will help out the the passing game a lot, and I think – Having Fryermuth as like a safety blanket will help a lot too. It's not going to do much in the run game because Pat, not a very good run blocker. Um, but having that safety blanket in the intermediate and short passing game, I, th- I think that'll be a big boost, especially just because they didn't really utilize Darnell Washington. We saw Connor Hayward be used a little bit sporadically, uh, but it wasn't necessarily as a receiver. It was more like this, that, that gadget role where he's taking handoffs out of the backfield or jet sweeps or the likes of that. So, I think having Fryermuth back, we'll see him get his targets. I think Dante Johnson will get his targets as well. Um, and hopefully that opens things up for George Pickens, who did a tremendous job being the team's wide receiver one and Dante's absence. I mean, without George Pickens, they're not sitting at three and two right now. Um, it's very possible that they have maybe one win. Um, so having Dante Johnson come back, you know, that only you know adds to the firepower offensively, and hopefully they find a way to use it because you know I think we've We've seen it over the past couple of years where it hasn't necessarily mattered who's out there uh, if the play calling and the execution isn't there. So going up against a Rams defense that's really overperformed um, what many expected coming into this year. I mean, respectfully speaking to the Rams, there wasn't too many known commodities on that side of the ball entering this season outside of Aaron Donald, but uh, they've they've really outperformed expectations. So. Um, the Steelers don't have a right to take anyone lately right now. And that's the thing, especially with their offense and how poorly they've played. But getting those two guys back is, uh, is a big boost. Yeah, I think you you nailed it. Uh, getting DJ back, too, I mean, he gets open. So if anything, you know, it's really going to, uh, I think, help Kenny Pickett as well as, you know, the other receivers. Um, so um, I'll take it away from here. Uh, Najee Harris versus Jalen Warren. What do you want to see there? Um, it's such a hard argument to have or a hard debate to have because yeah, like a few things can be true once. Like these things don't have to be mutually exclusive where, yeah, the offensive line hasn't like, it's gotten a little better from last year, but it's still not great. And there's still a lot of clear problems there, especially at center with Mason Cole. Um, however, Jalen Warren plays behind that same offensive line and still gets yards and still has explosive plays. Najee Harris does not. And, it's fine to want a good one-two punch with different types of styles of play, but when you have an offensive line that is constantly breaking down, I just think that Najee Harris isn't the right guy to try to go to in those situations because he doesn't really have that explosiveness. Um, and we've seen when Jalen Warren, like we saw it against Baltimore uh, in the fourth quarter, Jalen Warren took over a drive. And I don't think Najee Harris necessarily has the capabilities of doing that, at least not in Pittsburgh. I think he he needs a more suited offensive line to be able to have that power run style that is more his speed. Um, 
So I think this is more of just uh, offensive line issues and fit behind that offensive line than it is like Najee Harris being a bad running back. I don't think he's a bad running back, but I also don't think he's a great one. I think he's just kind of a guy. Um, and, you know, Steelers fans don't want to hear that, especially because he was taken in the first round. But yeah, I was just going to say that. I think that's what the disgruntled uh, Yenzers, I think that's the biggest thing. Like if he was a third round, fourth round pick, they'd yeah. be like, okay, like it's a bargain. But, you know, there was, there was, question you know when they took a running back with that first round pick and obviously it, it's right now it's not panning out I think he has what 300 yards but the Steelers offense has been abysmal this season so you can't you know put the whole blame on that on and, him so. and the argument that those people will make is that oh he's got consecutive years of a thousand yards rushing look at his yards per yes. carry though he's, he's getting fed the ball a ton of times but he's not yeah. getting much out of those carries like it's cool if you get a thousand yards rushing, but when you're only averaging, you're averaging less than four yards a carry. It's those are empty calories at that point. So um, again, it's not completely Najee Harris's fault, and he's yeah. a leader on the team. He's a good dude, but right now he's—I don't want to say the word bust because again, it's not his fault. But he's—he's he's severely underperformed. Yeah. So let's talk about someone who we need to perform, and that's Kenny Pickett. What does he need to do? in the second half of the season to prove his worth to you play better. Um, and <laughs> to put it bluntly, like he's last in the NFL right now in EPA plus CPOE composite. And for those who don't know, who that is that's um, estimated points added plus completion percentage over expected. So when you look at that, like he's 32nd out of 32, which isn't great. Um, I'm sorry. He's 33rd out of 33. Sorry. There's a, an extra quarterback thrown in there. So wow. not great. And everybody was out. It's coordinator. It's Matt Canada. Again, this comes back to multiple things can be true. Yes, Canada's horrible. Kenny Pickett hasn't looked good either. And all the, you know, the Kenny Pickett stands on Twitter who are, you know, also Pitt Panther fans who praise him as the second coming of our Lord and Savior will get mad at, at hearing that. But it's what it is, man. And I equate it the same way that I look at Mac Jones last year where, yeah, having Joe Judge and Matt Patricia running the offense was horrible, but so was he. And look what we've seen this year. Okay, you bring in Bill O'Brien for New England. That, that should make things better. Oh, Mac Jones is still terrible. Yeah, who, who would have thought? I think it's the same. I, there are so many parallels with the Steelers and Patriots right now, actually, and that is one of them where the head coaches are both kind of stubborn, uh, legendary coaches who are stubborn, quarterbacks who aren't good, and fans who are trying to tell themselves that their quarterbacks are good just to try to help them kind of cope through a season. Obviously, Pittsburgh is in a better spot than the one-win Patriots right now, but Kenny Pickett hasn't shown me anything that says, okay, yeah, franchise guy. And it, there just seems to be this cycle every week where Kenny Pickett will play horribly for three and a half quarters, and then for one drive, he'll make two throws, and everybody's like, we're so back, he's him. And I'm like, Okay, but you know what else would be awesome? You're right. If it would be awesome if he didn't have to come back because he played horribly for three quarters. Like he can have that gene in him where he's like, okay, we need sixty minutes of football here. Exactly. I want to see a complete performance from Kenny Pickett, and I cannot think. Maybe the Raiders game. I think that's as close to a complete performance as we've seen from him. And outside of that, man, like I, I think his ceiling is very low. And again, people don't want to hear that. But it's what it is. And again, the coordinator doesn't help. Matt Canada does not help. I get that. But we've seen competent quarterbacks. We've seen good quarterbacks overcome bad, bad play calling, bad coordinators. And I think that we're seeing that Kenny Pickett just ain't that guy.
Yeah, and I think that if we could just like simulate it to have like two minutes, like in the fourth quarter, like it maybe just like put it into his uh, visor there, and and maybe that you know he'll he'll turn it around because that seems to be the only time. I mean, he's the two minute man. I know Big Ben was the you know you give him two minutes, he's winning the game. So, um, but yeah, I, I agree with everything there. I mean, I, I love Kenny Pickett more than anything, but like if we're talking strictly on the field play, it's just not there. I mean, you just dissected the numbers and told us everything. Um, that we need to hear it's you know the proof is there um this isn't when we talk about this like i'm i think people get confused for like hatred toward kenny pickett yeah kenny pickett the dude seems like a great guy i don't really know he is a great guy yeah but like when you look like i said look at the numbers it's it's not great you look at adjusted epa per play he's 30th you look at epa per play by itself he's 29th um, expect our completion percentage over expected. He's 31st. Like there, there's so many things yeah. that he's just very deficient in. And again, is that to say that it's absolutely cannot be fixed and that he's never like, he can be a middling starter. I think his ceiling is being Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that's what he'll kind of peak at if he does reach his peak. But right now, man, there's yeah. nothing that I've seen that says yes, long-term starter. So before I throw it back to Mike, I just had one one more question. Should the Steelers do anything at the trade deadline, and who do you think that they should go after if they do? If they were to do anything, I think – I mean, defensive back is kind of the popular answer right now, but I think the defensive back problem can be solved by just playing Joey Porter more. Yeah. <laughs> like you've got defensive backs there, and they just signed Darius Rush. So, like, play these guys. Um, if they wanted to go out and get another cornerback, though, just because Levi Wallace, I doubt he's going to be back next year. This is the last year of his contract. He hasn't played well. Patrick Peterson's old, and next year's the last year of his deal. So if they wanted to make a move, um, PFF labeled Christian Fulton from Tennessee as a potential guy to go get. I wouldn't be against that at all, especially because the Titans are kind of, uh, I don't know, the Titans are bad. And they might trick themselves into thinking that they still have a shot at like a wild card run. But Tannehill hasn't looked good. Malik Willis is awful. We haven't even seen Will Levis yet. Um, so I think that they should be a team that sells heavy at the trade deadline. And if Christian Fulton's available and the Steelers can get him for, you know, a mid round pick, why not try it? Um, but outside of that, like the offensive line is still the biggest issue and you're not going to find a team that's willing to part ways with good offensive linemen because like the, the phrase offensive line depth is the most fake thing in, in football. There's no such thing as offensive line depth. Like you've got your starting five and then you've got dudes who you really don't want to play, but if you got to, they, you know, you got to throw them in. Um, so if if there were for some reason an offensive lineman who might be on the last year of a deal that they could get and maybe work out a long-term deal for, then cool. But those are very few and far between uh, that happens. So defensive back would be the the position that would probably make the most sense at this point. Um, but outside of that... Well, we just play Joey Porter Jr. And exactly. I would say yeah. a lot of yeah. problems yeah. would be solved there. That would be good. And yes. This show might not air after those Titans comments with our Titans fans in the uh, producer sick producer booth up there in, in Canada. My apologies, might just my not apologies be, to everybody. Might not even be published uh, after this. <laughs> Jared Bailey, nice enough to join us on the sick podcast. Deal is crazy today. Hey, let's just get you out with this short and sweet. Give me a prediction for uh, Sunday. Um, I'll just go with a score. I'll say Rams 23, Steelers 17. Okay. I'm around the same yeah. wavelength currently in Jordan. I, I don't like predicts. I don't like this shortly. game either. It's a tough matchup. I agree. Even though Tomlin's great after a bye. Stretch for them coming out of the bye. Like they've got they got this game, and then they have the Browns in the stretch, the Jaguars, Titans, Green Bay. Yeah. I think that 
the Packers and Titans are two very winnable games that they should win. But I think that after week 11, they're sitting at five and five at best. It could be, could very well be four and six. I agree. But looking even further, you have to stay the course. Cardinals, Patriots, Colts, chance for Tomlin to do three his game stretch that if they don't win patented. at least two of them, something's yeah. wrong. That's patented Tomlin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Stick around five. Gotta keep everyone on the edge that. of their seat. Last handful of games. Here we go. You know what? Man? Should hell in December for no reason. Short, but allow me to rant real quick, okay? Because go ahead. the same thing happened last year, right? They're sitting at same two thing. and six. Everybody's, you know, leaving them for dead. And then they rattle off a bunch of wins against nothing teams, somehow get to nine and eight. And I think that was for the worst because then oh, okay, Matt Canada's kept around. If they Let's say they go like 10 and 7 this year and just get boat raced in the wild card round. I, I'm, I would not be surprised if Canada is still back. I, I don't think Yikes. he will be. I hope to God he won't be, but a 10 win team that gets to the playoffs, I, I'm horrified for that. And I think that I tweeted this a while ago. Oh, I think oh. that the best thing for the Steelers could just be going 6 and 11 this year. Jared, Halloween and is until the 31st. You're scaring us here. I'm telling you, man, the best thing that could happen for the Steelers long term is sucking the rest of this year and just going six and eleven, realizing that everything you have yeah. right now for the most part isn't good. Clean house, start anew, and figure it out going forward. Because you got pieces on defense. You got obviously some really good skill position guys, but the offensive coordinator isn't good. The quarterback probably isn't good. I think that everybody's too attached to this. Oh my goodness, Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season. Who gives a shit? Can I, yeah. can I swear on this podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> it's a it's oh, a podcast. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, who gives a shit? They haven't won a playoff game since 2016. That means nothing, absolutely nothing. So I think the best thing for them would just be stinking the rest of this year and then kind of looking themselves in the mirror in the offseason and asking themselves, okay, what are we doing here? Yeah, I'll make the we Pirates correlation for you. Pirates get hot in the last few handful of series and decide to keep the worst hitting coach of all time in Andy Haynes because Cabrian Hayes has a two-week stretch – I'm like a casual pirate fan. Yeah, I'm a casual pirate fan who like keeps like I'll like check in on him. Like okay, you know, like April, great. Like twenty and seven. My goodness. All right, this will be fun. And then all the wheels fall off. All right. Well, it's June. Training camp's almost here. Well, well, uh, it was a nice couple months, pirates. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. I'm kind of with you. I have a feeling resembles Big Ben's last year. Make the uh, uh, playoffs by the. hair on your chin and you get boat raced by 35 by the Chiefs or an arrowhead or 100 by the Dolphins down here in South Florida. All right, JB, we appreciate you, man. Let's rock. Uh, always Thank a good you. time. Thanks for giving us the insight, giving us some of the advanced and Keep up the good work, man. I, I like, I appreciate, you know, because I'm a work ethic guy myself and I see all the work that you do and I uh, keep it up, man. It's all good stuff. And always happy to have you on. And thank you for taking care of Mike because he needed it. Well, much Facts. appreciated for the uh, for the compliments. I appreciate it. I always enjoy coming on and chopping it up with you boys. So anytime you need me, just give me a shout. But I appreciate it as always. Take care, man. Thanks, Thank man. you. See ya. Yeah. All right, Jordan. Let's talk a little bit about, tell you what, after the Steelers' uh, performance this Sunday. You right? might need we a six-pack of Tony's. We might need a little bit of beer or something. I totally agree with that. Uh, Stoney's, of course, proud sponsor here of the sick podcast steel is crazy and they're not a run-of-the-mill mass-produced beer right they are unique authentic to pittsburgh brewed in late tropes 
Delicious. Yeah. I mean, uh, upgrade that beer game. Raise your standards. Taste the difference that Stoney's beer can deliver. Uh, truly just one of the phenomenal beer brands uh, in, in the world. Are you kidding me? Not just the burger in the world, right? Stoney's is taking over. You know that when we do our Jalen Warren live show that we're going to we're going to have the Stoney's flowing all night. And then also another great partnership that we have over at Brushes and Beans Cafe. It was just a perfect segue. Caffeinate and create at Brushes and Beans Cafe. See Visit them at 4550 William Penn Highway in Murraysville. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, dude, I've been going nonstop. I'm I'm with my daughter all day, uh, you know, trying to, you know, do some research for the podcast and stuff like that, man. It's nonstop. So that double shot espresso sounds really good right about now. Honestly, I just might need to go in their little party room and shut the door with my laptop and just, you know, get 30 minutes of quiet, have a cup of tea and just, you know. I did not mean to yawn, but it's like one of those... <laughs> You condition yourself to hear about delicious coffee. And before yes. you know it, I'm like, I need to get in my car and drive to Brushes and Beans. I just yawned. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of what that's what that's called when you see something. I, I mean, it's it's like a subliminal message uh, yeah. almost, if you will. So it sounds amazing to me. So, I know we've both been going at it pretty hard. But I hope everybody also checks out our, our last podcast, Jack Coletto. We have new Steelers fullback on, uh, which is a lot of fun. Of course, next week we're going to resume things with Jalen Warren. We wanted him to heal up both mentally and physically, and hopefully we're talking to him it's after winning the Rams. McDonald's, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you catch up on the episodes as well with Jalen, a lot of fun, and we're excited to bring you uh, the rest of the year as well, hopefully all the way into the playoffs. Yeah, so uh, before we get out of here, um, just uh, want to give uh, our predictions. I'll give mine. Um, I'm kind of along the lines of Jared. I think it's going to be 20 to 17 Rams. I don't yeah. like this game. And like you said, coming off a bye. Um, although the, you know, Tomlin does play good, uh, West coast, but to me, it's just, I don't know, man, I, if I'm just being honest here and I love the Steelers more than anything, I just don't see it. I, I honestly, it, it kills me to say this, but I agree with everything that he said. I think their best thing is to have a losing season because that's the only thing that might make a change because you have to. So yeah, 20 I mean, to 20 to seven, 20 to 17 Rams. They're stuck in purgatory. No doubt. I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, you can check out my previews, what I think on behind uh, and, of course, check out yinzercrazy.com as well. In the meantime, when you're surfing Steelers news as well as predictions, uh, I'm, I'm with you. Wow, we're all three going with the Rams. I picked the Ravens last time, so hopefully uh, that means I'll be wrong again and the Steelers will get a yeah, win. Yeah, I, I, like, I love I love yeah, being wrong. Why not? Why not, right? It's like uh, you're happy almost uh, either way because either you got a prediction right or the Steelers won. Uh, but more happy if the Steelers win, of course. 24-20 Rams. 24-20 Rams, a little more points than we thought initially. Not going to give you yeah. any any crazy math like our guy Jarrett. Our, uh, no no analytics from me. Yeah, 24-20, cup in the coup. He was breaking game. it down, talking about stuff. I had to go and Google what those were. I was like, <laughs> holy crap, man. But the guy knows his stuff and always good to you know have him on. But before we get off, you see it on the shirt. Another great sponsor. Yes, it's where Jalen Warren gets his car done, where the bar is set, Steel City Wheelhouse. Go see our guys, John and John, where the bar is set, tires for all cars and trucks. It's going to be winter. Get those winter tires. And everything can be purchased online at steelcitywheelhouse.com 
financing yep. is available. Go see them. Got the shirt where the bar is set. I love that because we set the bar here on the sick podcast, Steeler nice. Crazy. It's been another great episode, and we will see you Tuesday, hopefully for Victory Tuesday, in some Warrenisms from the man number thirty. May I'm, I'm listen. Love a good warning. If the Steelers lose, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right here in one. You're gonna tell Jalen off. Jalen, no, I love Jalen. Jalen Warren, Jalen Warren touchdown. Jalen Warren touchdown. Winner. They lose. Are you? It doesn't matter. Win or lose, Jalen Warren's getting a touchdown. Go go to DraftKings and put it in now and make yourself some money. Five dollars, two hundred dollars, six sports. Uh, Juliana, take it away. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.